Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and while, yes, it is going to be a busy offseason for the Pittsburgh Penguins, a lot of new names, a lot of new faces, starting with the general manager and potentially a president of hockey operations, the guys on the ice are going to see a lot of change as well. A lot was made of this year's Pittsburgh Penguins team being the oldest in the NHL. I made a lot of that fact. Other people made a lot of that fact. And for good reason. Because they certainly played that way a handful of times this past year. Right? There were games where they showed up and it didn't look like they were ready to play hockey. And they didn't look that way the entire 60 minutes. Now, is that attributed to the fact that they are the oldest team in the NHL? Not always. But there were days where you looked at them and they said they were old, they were slow, and they were just not competitive enough in those certain outings. Now, that's not to the fault of Crosby, not to the fault of Malkin, not to the fault of Latang, because despite their age, they were still extremely, extremely positive influences on almost every game, right? You're not going to do it 82 games and have positive influences on all of them, but for the most part, they were fine. It was the other players over the age of 30. Dmitry Kulikov when he came in. Even Nick Bonino's three games. Brian Dumoulin most of the season. Jeff Petrie at points in the season. Jeff Carter through a lot of the season. Where the older guys play like older guys. So a lot of people, myself included, are looking at this offseason as an opportunity for whoever sits in the general manager's chair to get younger and faster. Because that is the way of the league right now. If you're going to be a veteran, you have to be good at other things. Jeff Carter's good at face-offs. It would be nice if he could add a couple of other things to that list, but hey, he's good at face-offs. So younger and faster. It is likely, or at least, extremely plausible that several of these aging veterans will just be allowed to walk this summer. Their contracts are up. They're out the door. Thank you. We'll see you down the road at, a, at an alumni game at you know Mario Lemieux's fantasy camp. We'll see you then. But you're not coming back as an NHL player for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's Brian Dumoulin likely. Potentially. That's the one that I have a little question about. Brian Dumoulin. Dmitry Kulikov, Nick Benino. All of them over 30. All of them, in my eyes, likely to be sent down the road. And while the new general manager is going to look to find a lot of these answers in the free agent market, younger players, faster players, we'll see who the general manager is to see what type of player he or she normally looks at, normally scouts, normally likes to go with in their current role. And that'll get us a better idea of who they're going to target this summer in the free agent market. But it's going to be hard to fill all of the holes that the Pittsburgh Penguins are about to have this summer outside of the organization. It just is. Considering they have under $20 million of salary cap space entering the offseason. And they have to figure out their goaltending situation. That should be the, the highest cap number that gets allocated this summer. Of that 19.65 or something like that million dollars that they're going to have. It's going to be goaltending first. Then they have to look at potentially 
not potentially, they have to re-sign or find another top six winger. Is that Jason Zucker? Maybe. If not, you need to find somebody else to take his role on the second line on the left wing. Nobody that played in the NHL last year for the Pittsburgh Penguins would be able to fill that role. Danton Heinen, I would not trust to bring him back and put him in that role. Right? And below that, Drew O'Connor, probably not ready to be a top six player. Probably not ever a top six player. I love Drew O'Connor. I just don't think that's in his skill set. So there's going to be, and then of course the bottom six might need to help their defense a little bit, change things around there. There's going to be a lot of holes this summer. My point is, it's going to be hard for whoever's the general manager to fill all of those holes by just signing free agents. Signing free agents, making trades. Those are two ways to build, but they're going to need some help. And they're going to need help from a couple of prospects already in the organization, already in the system. They need a couple of prospects to make the jump next season. P.O. Joseph, for his first full season as an NHL player, had his highs, had his lows, but he made the jump. He's an NHL player now. Same thing with Drew O'Connor. And that helped last season. There were games when those guys were massive, massive factors because they were the ones leading the charge. Now, was P.O. Joseph and Drew O'Connor ever the sole reason the Penguins won a game? No. But they contributed more so than a Dmitry Kulikov, more so than a Nick Benino, more so than a Jeff Carter. These young guys come in on a lower cap hit, mind you, and make a difference in the game. That's what the Penguins need more of next season. And they're going to need it because no matter who they get rid of, what holes they have, they're going to need some of these guys to fill the holes. Maybe not at the beginning of the season, but even a couple months into the season, two of three of these guys, I would hope, will have made the jump. Because I got three names for you. The obvious one is Ty Smith. Smith was buried by an overstocked defense core in 2022 and then hampered by a facial fracture late in the season where he probably would have gotten more playtime. Just to remind everybody, Taylor Fadoon got four games at the end of the season, right? That would have been Ty Smith. Dmitry Kulikov was playing over P.O. Joseph at the end of the season. Might have been Ty Smith. Now, again, that gets clouded a little bit because of the fact that the Penguins needed to do that to get rid of Brock McGinn, but still. Smith would have had more opportunities had he not suffered the unfortunate injury. But this was his first year at the AHL level. He went straight to the NHL for the New Jersey Devils. So a little seasoning for Ty Smith this year. And next year, there's a good chance that he ends up entering camp with a spot in the top six that is his to lose. The biggest indicator of that will be what he gets in his contract, right? We all said at the end of training camp last year that the reason Ty Smith was the guy sent down, even though he outperformed P.O. Joseph in camp last year, he outperformed him in the preseason games. He was sent down because he had a two-way contract and he was waiver eligible. If he gets a one-way deal, I understand that has nothing to do with waivers, but if he gets a one-way deal, that makes it more clear that the Penguins think of him as an NHL-ready defenseman right now. So that's something I'm keying in on 
whenever contracts start to come out after the new general manager is hired. What kind of contract does Ty Smith get? He's a restricted free agent, so the Penguins have club control there. So we'll see what happens with that. What he brings, at the age of just 23, he just turned 23 last month. So still, extremely young defenseman. He brings a lot of speed. He brings a lot of offensive potential. A a guy that could potentially be the quarterback of your second power play. And what he showed in his nine games at the NHL level is he is a great facilitator. Has great hands. Great vision. That's what you could be adding to your blue line. And that instead of a Brian Dumlin, a Dmitry Kulikov, will speed up the entire defense core by a pretty marginal, not marginal, a a pretty substantial amount. Now that's just one name, doesn't change the entirety of the defense core, but it does help pick up the pace on the blue line. Another prospect that the Penguins, I would imagine, are hoping takes that step and challenges for a roster spot in training camp is Sam Poulin. He made his NHL debut in 2022 against the Calgary Flames. He played three games. Of course, the Penguins lost all three of those. It was in the midst of that horrible Northwest road trip to Western Canada and then, of course, finishing off with Seattle. So he was surrounded by a team that was playing the worst they had probably played all season. That was probably the worst stretch of hockey the Pittsburgh Penguins have played. And I understand they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks in a must-win game for the playoffs. But if you look at the way they played over time throughout that seven-game stretch, I believe it was two weeks into the season, it was not great. So that's where Sam Poulin got his start. Played three games at the NHL level, picked up one assist. He scored four goals in only 15 games this season at Wilkes-Barre, missing a chunk of time due to personal reasons, which we have talked about on the podcast before. What did that do to his growth? That remains to be seen. But I believe the guy plays center. The Pittsburgh Penguins are hoping that he takes steps forward this summer and comes into camp with a chance to fight for a either third-line center role or a bottom six wing role. Because as of right now, he's not far off of the talent of the guys that have played third-line center this season. Think about those names. Jeff Carter. Poulin's not far off from Jeff Carter. Ryan Paling shouldn't be far off from Ryan Paling. Mikhail Granlin, a pylon with a hockey stick taped to it, is probably as good as Mikhail Granlin right now. So he's going to have a chance. Now again, Penguins' new general manager might sign somebody to take that role, but he's going to have a chance in camp next year. You just have to wait to see how he progresses and how playing... Only a little bit of hockey, at least, to the public eye. We don't know what he was doing during his time off. We'll have to see what that did to his growth. But I would expect Sam Poulin to get as good a shot as anybody to make the roster out of out of training camp next year. The last guy I'll talk about is Valtteri Pustin. If you've listened to this show or Tip of the Iceberg, you know Valtteri Pustin is my favorite prospect in the Pittsburgh Penguin system. He led the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in scoring this year, scoring 59 points, 24 of them goals in 72 games. I was shocked when the season ended. One of the, the initial thoughts that I had looking back at the entire season is, 
man, Valtteri Pustin didn't get one call to come to Pittsburgh. Not once was he recalled. And then, of course, you think about it a little bit deeper, probably because the Pittsburgh Penguins had the healthiest season that they have had in a long time. Bottom five in man games missed. They were healthy, especially in the top six, which is where you would imagine Valtteri Pustin would have been called up. You don't call up Valtteri Pustin to be a fourth-line left wing. Just doesn't match, right? His style of play does not match with the guys that have been playing on the fourth line all season for the Penguins. Teddy Bluger, no. Brock McGinn, no. Jeff Carter, no. It, it doesn't really match his style of play as much as it does maybe a Sam Poulin, maybe an Alex Nylander, even a Jonathan Gruden who got an opportunity this season. So with the injuries coming mainly to the bottom six and not coming very often, it's not as surprising that Valtteri Pustinen was left in Wilkes-Barre Scranton to just progress at the AHL level this season. But if you remember, one of the biggest storylines early from camp this past season was that the Pittsburgh Penguins had Valtteri Pustinen practicing on a line with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. And it wasn't just, hey, let's throw the kid out there for a couple drills. Hey, let's give him a day. You know, let him see what it's like to work with one of the greatest players of all time. This is the first week and a half, two weeks of training camp. Now, hockey isn't football. There's not two months of training camp. There's about three weeks. Three weeks, maybe a month, depending on when teams actually start their on-ice activities. He spent at least half of it practicing with Crosby and Gensel. All that tells me is how highly the coaching staff thinks of Valtteri Pustin and his talent. They see him as potentially a top six winger in the NHL. So who am I to disagree with that? Right? I don't. We may see that this season again. And with Jason Zucker's status unclear, he's an unrestricted free agent. He said in the Tribune Review, at least, he told Seth Rorabaugh, listen, I want to be back in Pittsburgh. Not up to me right now. It's kind of out of my hands. We're going to work on it. I'd love to see Jason Zucker back. But even if he is, it's a lot of money allocated to the top six. I'm not saying Jake Gensel is going to be traded. I talked on Monday. That's ridiculous. Ricard Raquel is not going to get traded. That's ridiculous. Crosby, Malkin, ridiculous. Brian Rust has a no-move clause, so you would have to, uh, he'd have to waive that. But with those five guys locked in at $5 million plus dollar contracts, it's going to be hard to bring back Jason Zucker. And if they can't, and they can't go out there and get another top six guy, might be a spot for Valtteri Pustin to slide in and, and try to make his mark early in the season at the top of the Penguins lineup. And if not, seems like he might be a pretty good middle six guy at the NHL level. Now, as he progressed to that point, apparently not according to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, of course, like we said, they had a lot of players in front of them, a lot of veterans in front of them, some of which should not be back next season. I already mentioned some. I would be shocked if they didn't at least field offers for Mikhail Granlund. 
I would be shocked if they didn't try to do something with Jeff Carter. I don't know what. It's very difficult to <laughs> to move that contract. Again, a no-move clause for Jeff Carter. So we'll see what happens with that. But Pustinen, Poulan, and Ty Smith. While the Penguins are going to look outside the organization to try to get better this summer, some of the answers might have to come from the inside. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll see you guys next time.